Hello, everyone. Welcome back to week two of the weekly recap. Um, talking all things sports, but mainly rugby league because it is the greatest game of all. I'm CJ, joined by Nicole, as always. How's your week been, Nicole? My week's been pretty good, actually. Short week of work, only had three days. Um, and I then love that. flew into Sydney today. So, and I'm... how was that? <laughs> um, my flight was so bad. I honestly like. I was like, this is it. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a die. I'm a full out yeah. die. So we were just like chilling, but we we're coming into Sydney. So it was like super cloudy. The clouds were so thick. And rainy and, and windy. Yeah, there was no warning, nothing. The flight attendants were just walking up and down the aisle. Next minute, like bang. And the turbulence was so bad. Like we were like shaking from like side to side. And the bloody flight attendants like falling into the row and like, that happened like three or four times. Like I tell you, I was sitting, holding the chair in front of me with my eyes closed, just like. Yep, I I, I had I had that when I flew down from Sydney to Melbourne, literally landed in sixty-one kilometer an hour winds in Melbourne. That was the worst flight I've ever been on. Like I don't even want to fly home. <laughs> literally, the one to Melbourne, the same. I was like, nah, I'm waiting. I'm gonna. I booked two extra weeks instead because I'm like I need to recover from this I will literally walk home like I don't, I'm not <laughs> and, yes, uh, I nah, ab- absolutely um and before we get into it you're in Sydney for the upcoming Malta versus Philippines game how are you preparing for that and obviously are you keen um yeah I'm super excited just staying at my um, best friend's house um in Sydney and we're just gonna be well I'm, she'll be work she's working so I'm just hanging out vibing and, yep. yeah we've got captains run tomorrow team dinner tomorrow and then um game day on Saturday hopefully the weather is okay I'm looking outside now it's raining and windy well, <laughs> if not who doesn't love a good old you know mud brawl Exactly. So yeah, we'll see how we go. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Looking forward to seeing the girls tomorrow for Captain's Run. Yeah, cool. Um, anyone that that cares, they probably don't. That's listening. For myself, I've not really been up to much. Just chilling. Um, organizing things for this week's episode. Organizing things to go to, um, the game on Saturday as well. Really keen to see all the grades. You know, under 16s, under 18s, men's, women's. It's going to be a ripper, ripper event. Um. But yeah, quick shout out to the men's who got the win last week against Chile. Um, yeah. Absolute shout out to them. Well done. They got the redemption compared to when they unfortunately went down to Italy. Yeah. Um, that's enough of that. Let's get stuck into the recap. Starting off with, as always, the women's matches. The first women's match of last weekend was New Zealand. Kiwi Ferns against Mate Ma'atonga. The Kiwi Ferns were just too strong. They took it out 28-10. Who's your player of the match for New Zealand? Well, before we get into that, our tips from last week. Oh, yes. Okay. Our so, tips. How did we go? Okay. So you had 26-18. Oh, I was close. I had 24-10. So I was close. Okay. I was closest. Let's go. <laughs> no, I had, it was 28-10. I had 24-10. I swear you just said I you had you had 24-10. I had 28-16. That's right. No, so you were close on my bad. Yeah. Well I done. Just, I was only four points off. <laughs> well, well done. Um, But, yes, yeah, so the game, my um, player of the matches. So my New Zealand player of the matches that we were doing first. Yes, yes. Yep, so I had Abigail Roach. Okay, a lot of people had that, and I see. I absolutely get why. She yeah. had a ripper amount of run meters and all that. I went with yeah. Mele Hufunga. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a bit of a beast. I was, I had her as well at the start, and I was I like, mean, oh. she ended up getting player of the match, but the stats were she had four less runs than um, Abigail Roach and only 20 less run meters. Yeah, right. So like, she, if she'd have had maybe four more runs, she would have surpassed the run meters and all that. That's the only reason why I I picked um, Melee. So why did you pick Abigail? Um, yeah, I just thought she was outstanding um, with the run meters, 167 run meters. Um, she was, yeah, getting involved a lot. I think Melee is just so good, like, tackle breaks. Like Beast a, mode. <laughs> she breaks every single tackle. It's kind of... Know. It feels illegal, honestly. It was very close between them, but... Um, Having those two centers is like very dangerous. Oh, it's yeah. Again, borderline should be illegal. It's not, but like having that is just <laughs> it's disgusting. Like it's that's how good it is. Yeah. Um, big bit of a shout out and shake up um, in the New Zealand Kiwis. We were keen to see how um, Shanice Parker would go at fullback. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, and this is not a. Um, you could say this is not a hate on her at all. This is just a comment on the game. Unfortunately, she just didn't cut it at fullback. Um, and and unfortunately, she was subbed off in the forty no 36th minute, so literally a minute after halftime, and didn't yeah. play the rest of the game. I was looking to see if it was maybe injury-related because to come off that early as a fullback, you'd think, oh, maybe they've injured something or tweaked or spinner yeah. or burner. I couldn't find anywhere online or on her social medias that she was injured. So I think, unfortunately, she just was so mediocre, unfortunately, in that game that they were just like, nah, let's go back to the original script of, of game one where, you know, they had a good win. But Yeah, I think there was one moment um, where she actually went to kick the ball. It was an air, air swing. Air swing then. They let him a try. try there. So that was obviously... Instead you know, of diving on the ball sort of thing. Everyone's worst nightmare. Um, like, Come true. Felt for her in that moment. Oh, so did I. It was like, oh, like sometimes in a game you just you know have a moment where you just brain fart or yep. you just you know you're in the zone and you just do the wrong thing. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, yeah, she'll recover from that. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's still named for this week coming up. We'll get into that. Um, but she's not on the she's on the wing, which is definitely the wing and centers are literally hers. She is a superstar yeah. in those positions. I think yeah. maybe they just tried something. Um, yeah. Just to see how it went. And unfortunately, they know at least now that she's more suited to center and winger. And I absolutely reckon she'll go gangbusters this week coming up. Yeah. Stronger player of the match for me, Tiana Penitani. Um, I have her too. She got two tries, obviously. Um, so the only two tries that Tonga en- ended up scoring. She honestly, when Tonga had the possession and they had the, um, you could say the, uh, um, not the advantage, but the momentum with them. She was yeah. so calm under the pressure and leading the girls around the field so confidently. The thing that so confidently. impressed me about her was she was playing to her strength. So yes. less of a ball playing seven, but literally taking hit-ups, like taking hit-ups as a seven. Um, she made some try-saving tackles, some tackles that really switched the momentum of the game. So, um, yeah, I really love seeing her. Although she was playing in that seven position, yeah, she works to her strengths. And, um, yeah, seeing her captain that team and, you know, um, I knew the story about Tiana losing her dad um, back when I knew her through athletics. Um, yep. I always really touched my heart. Like her little sister was so young at the time when it happened and her brother as well. Um, and now just like being able to relate to her as well, mm. obviously have losing my dad and playing, representing my heritage. Like I can see how much it means to her. And it honestly, like 
I'm super proud of her for, you know, playing for Tonga and, um, yeah, representing her dad and, um, and with her sister as well. So, yeah. Absolutely. And do you have a play of the match? Yeah, so my play was um, her try off the um, Cassie Tohiku kick. Um, okay, it was the, yep. the, the one where, unfortunately, Shanice missed the ball. Um, yep. but yeah, I just, that moment was just, yeah, so good. It was a great moment. For me, my play of the match was Melly Hufunga's try right down the side. And she made like a 30, 40 meter break and just went for it. And yeah. Oh, again, Melly Hufunga, what a weapon. Um, yeah, that about really wraps it up. Do you have any other notes about that game before we slide on to the next match? No, I think it was really good to see Tonga um, yeah, get stuck in and have a good crack. Absolutely. And the next game for the women's was Papua New Guinea Orchids against mm-hmm. Cook Islands Moana. Now, last week we obviously said that Elsie Albert was in the lineup, which she was, but she was a late out on the day of, unfortunately. Yeah. But it didn't stop PNG from getting the win. They got the chocolates 28-20. Who's your... Yeah, oh, actually, so... a special quick mention about something of the previous game. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, Ileana Taufa has been um, obviously charged with a hip drop, which ended up breaking the ankle of a player. Um it may have been accidental, I don't know, but I don't think we will see Ileana Taufa probably play four to six rounds next NRLW for the Raiders. And we definitely wish the player who was unfortunately, you know, the victim of that tackle, nothing but the speediest and best of recovery. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Who was your PNG Orchids player of the Well, I've got our tips first, so... Oh, okay, yep, sorry, I forgot about that. Score was 28-20. Yep, that was the score. Um, you had sixteen to eight, oh, yep. and I had twenty to eight, so oh, okay. that was so, really close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but PNG player of the match, I had Sa Barno. Okay. Um, I just she she is fast for like a big forward. She is speedy when she hits the line at pace. She is so dangerous. Um, uh, and I loved watching her run. Oh, absolutely. My one was Leanna Allen, mainly because scored some tries and honestly just had a bit of a hand in, in a little bit of everything in the game. Yeah. And that's kind of what you want. Um, yeah. Cook Island's player of the match for myself was Shante Kiriaratu. Uh, uh, I, I hope I said that right. Because um, now yeah. listening to the commentators over the weekend, I got a better understanding of how to say some of the names. And oh, she was, if the Cook Islands ended up winning, she gets player of the match, in my yeah. opinion. Like, absolutely. So weapon. young. So young, and so that it just shows that she's got so much potential as she's well. Got a free head on her, yeah. It's and the 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 older she gets, the better she will continue to get. And who was your player of the match for the Cook Islands? Mine was Annika Stevens. She made okay. thirty nine tackles. 39 what an effort! <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> um, ninety run meters as well. Yeah, she was yeah, yeah really um defensively obviously unreal. Um, so yeah, that's fair. And what? What or who is your play of the match? So mine was actually, I was watching this game with my mum and when this happened, I, I said to her like straight away, like that is my play of the match. I think it might um, be the same one. I'm, I'm waiting. Mine was Shante Kiriarate's kick from the sideline with four minutes to go. You see, that was going to be my play of the match. But earlier on in the game, there was a length of the field try-saving tackle. As in, I, I don't know if, I can't remember if it was Cook Islands that made the length of the field. Um, or if it was the PNG that did it, but it was literally this player was gone. They were boom, gone. Yeah. And there was just, I think it was like, a, a, it was someone who shouldn't be covering this tackle, getting yeah. back basically Scott Sattler style. 
and yeah, it was amazing. Right. But then I also have and Kiriarato's conversion from the sideline. Well, on the commentary, he said um, she was 100, 150 to one to kick it. He was like, yeah, I just don't think she's going to kick it. And the girls in the commentary, I think it was, um, I don't know who was in, in the commentary. Um, yep. And they're like, give us our 150 now. Yeah, Tasha Gale and someone else was in the commentary and they were like, when when it was curving around, they were like, come on, come on. And then when it got over, they were like, pay up, pay up. Yeah, it, it was so like, good. There he is didn't even um, speak. He was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, fuck. That, that's the commentator's curse working in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one unfortunate thing that we, like how we did with... Um, Shanice Parker, there was unfortunately a bit of dip in form from Beavers. She made two from six conversions during the day, which I think there was maybe there was two that she definitely wouldn't have made anyway. But yeah. I think that she should have realistically got three or four from six. So unfortunately, she didn't and she wasn't as good on the boot on the day, but they ended up getting the win anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we've got the men's matches. I mean, the first one take your pick we don't we we have both spoken uh during this week and we don't have a player of the match for one of the teams but before we do who is our tips and score lines for new zealand versus samoa okay so <laughs> we were so off i had 16 10 uh-huh but mm-hmm, yep. you had 22 18 and the score was 50 nil <laughs> <laughs> but who could have predicted that let's be honest no but, one but in hindsight as i posted to facebook that night that's what you get when you, as in Tala Samoa, that's what you get when you start two players in the spine that have a combined 10 NRL games experience yeah. and you pick a West Tigers player. No offense to him, but he's not in a winning mentality the last two years. Um, th- that's what you get. I- I'm sorry. But, but to be fair, like, um, in the Fiji game, the Tigers players, so I think it was Jareem Buller and... Yeah. Um, but Dream Buller himself had a standout individual season. And the half as well. Um Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Bacon. Yes. Yeah. They were they were really good in that game. But they, they yeah, were really good. They maybe just underestimated the game. Like, yes, you guys are a smaller nation and you need to test things out and see what works, but not against the Kiwis. Do it against Tonga. Do it against yeah. Cook Islands, not the yeah. Kiwis. Exactly. Special mention before we get into players of the match. Um, Joey Manu playing shirts versus skins for about a set and a half of play. Yeah, so that was my play of the match. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course it is because Rooster's fan. We'll get into that in a bit. So who is your player of the match for the Kiwis? Uh, mine was Jerome Hughes. Mine was Jermaine Azarco. Yeah, I love, like, I normally, like, don't like, Melbourne players just because Queenslanders I mean, other them. than Melbourne Storm <laughs> <laughs> but I love Jerome Hughes like he is just so good on the field and he, Silky like, smooth. Just, he's just a neat player like he's so good to watch and yeah he's just even my mum was like I hate Melbourne but I love Jerome Hughes and I was like yes. that's fair and as we as we mentioned we didn't have a Samoa player of the match because nobody deserved that um yep. For me, as I said, Jermaine Azarco mainly because slotting almost all of the conversions and also scoring one to two tries himself. And that yeah. makes my play of the match was Jermaine Azarco's try from the burst down the sideline. It was it oh, was champagne yeah. winger football try. It was incredible to watch. And obviously for you, it was incredible to watch Joey Manu get his jersey ripped and play a whole so, set in a bit. 
I was watching the game because I'd seen the photos. Obviously, because I watched the game afterwards, um, yep. just busy on the weekend. I'd seen the photos. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is Joey Marty shirtless? And then when I was watching the game, I seen it rip, and I was like, oh, okay. And then he made another run yeah. without his shirt on. Yeah, I was like, um, petition to have all the all the guys playing shirtless, like for at least one game, just <laughs> especially a, Patrick a, a charity match or just like. I don't know, one round, everyone plays out a shirt. Or we'll do a shirts v skins where one team starts with shirts and skins and then they swap at halftime. Yeah, like yep. if you're listening, Peter Blandies, um, can you make that happen? This will get the NRL women fans definitely on board a bit more. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. Um, and Fiji Barty took on the Cook Islands and Fiji got the win, but only just. Yeah, so um, tips for this. So 22-18 was the was score. Was score, yep. Um, I had 18-12, so... Okay, that's pretty close. You had 22-14. Oh, shit, I got it. I was just just a little bit closer, just. Yeah, tiny bit off. Just off, oh but... But, I mean, oh, there was so much shit going on in that game. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that after we go through our players of the match. Who was your Fiji player of the match? Uh, Fiji player of the match was Tui Kamakamika. Uh, shout out number eight. Uh, yep. Prop captain. We love the prop captain. We said that before. Um, yeah, he made 133 run meters and 44 tackles. Ooh, that's stuff you love to see. Mine was Jareen Buller, as we were mentioning him just before. He had such a standout season this year in the NRL. Um, yeah. Despite being bottom of the ladder. Exactly. And to the point where if he got a call up for Fiji while getting the spoon, says a lot about him as an individual. Yeah, 100%. So absolutely agreed. My Cook Islands player of the match was Pride Pedersen Robardi. Again. Yeah. Yep. He had a pretty good game. He really did. Like, he was the player to watch on that side and he got it done. What about yourself? Mine was Isan Masters. Um, He got 97 fantasy points, so... And that's if you'd have had him as captain, oh, yeah. stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's like a fantasy player's dream. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And what was your play of the match? Um, I didn't actually have a play of the match. Mine just, was... The game was just so stop and start. And... Literally, my play of the match is whenever Klein wasn't talking or blowing his whistle is what I wrote. Yeah, 100% can back that up. Whenever like, Ashley Klein was not in the camera. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I, I wrote this down. Um, first try was not until the 19th minute. But true to Ashley Klein form, he was di- while he was directly in front of the try in motion, he went to the bunker to confirm the grounding. Um, another match marred by incompetent refereeing. How Ashley Klein received the Cole Pierce medal for a second year in a row. For anyone who doesn't know, that is the NRL referee of the year. Uh, completely escaped me, is what I wrote down. What are your thoughts on him getting that award? for a second year in a row, let alone at all. Oh, I can't stand him, eh? That's all I'll say. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's a safe base. Agreed. Um, That brings us into the upcoming... Actually, no. Sorry. I did say we had another match to uh, recap. I'll do that really quickly because we didn't really realise. England against Mate Ma'atonga. Men's game happened over the weekend and it finished 22 to 18. Um. England did pretty well. Tom Johnstone got two tries. Harry Smith got three from four conversions. Tyson Brazil scored a try for Tonga. Good on him. 
Um, so I'm going to put the player of the match as Tom John- Johnstone because he got two tries in a matter of 12 minutes as well from the 54th minute to the 66th. Well done, England. That was played at Totally Wicked Stadium. Their next game is played on, I think it's Sunday this weekend or Saturday this weekend. I'm not sure. Um, different stadium, but still in England because it's a Tonga tour of England. Um, relatively unchanged lineup as well. We've got some NRL yeah. stars in the England side, such as Tom Burgess. We've got um, El- John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead, Victor Rayleigh, all the usual suspects. Victor, the inflictor. Victor, the inflictor. In Mate Maatonga, we've got quite a few NRL players. So, you know, the, the list does not go on. That does. Um, but I'd say this, the players to watch for Mate Maatonga would be Maui Fotoweka. Tyson Frizzell, and probably either Moses Suli or Will Hopawati. For England, I would say Jack Wellesby for sure. Um, he's just won three grand finals in a row. Um, didn't play in the first of the four in a row for St. Helens. He's yeah. the captain at fullback. Uh, I would also say keep an eye on Daryl Clark and Elliot Whitehead as well. Um, yeah. And my tip, I'm going to say Tonga will get the second game, and I will say the same scoreline, but reverse. So 22-18 to Mate Ma'atonga. Um Right, now the other games that we've got. Women's games. We had, um, yeah, women's match preview. Jillaroos against the Kiwi Ferns. Um, yeah, first of all, who are your three key players to watch from each side? Okay, so my three key players for the Jillaroos. Um, Takaya Whitfield comes into the squad. Uh, so looking forward to seeing her on the wing. Um, obviously, Julia being out, so she's taking her spot. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Emma Manselman coming off the bench um, in that position. And obviously, Tamika Upton, as always. Absolutely. So, mine for the Jillaroos, Tamika Upton, obviously, because it goes without saying. Uh, Samaya Matalfa, just because of her work ethic on the field, is almost second to none. Yeah. And the third one isn't for a positive, it's to watch. It's to bring attention to this player and let people watch how she plays and see how you, I won't say dirty, but um, you could say negative plays that she performs and that's Kennedy Charrington. Um, Yeah, I won't go much more into that, but just watch the player and watch the type of, the way she plays. Um, And then anyone who's listening to this can then form their own opinion of her play style. Not not the person, but the on-field player. Um, yeah. Kiwi Ferns, who's your player to watch or players to watch? Um, so obviously, Alfie Nichols back at one. Um, yep. Melly Hafanga, obviously, because she's just a beast. And because, I just, yep. I'm so excited every time she gets the ball. Every like, time. What is she going to do? Um, and then Maya Hulmoana, number eight, big prop. Um, I love watching her get so involved with Kahaka at the start of the game. She, oh, like, it's amazing. She leads it. And I'm like, oh, she's just. You get chills. I get chills just thinking about it right now. Yeah, she's amazing. And um, yeah, I love watching her play as well. So those are my three for the Kiwi Ferns. Mine for the Kiwi Ferns are Georgia Hale. Um, yeah. Absolutely gun player. Very experienced. Mele Hufunga, obviously, we just mentioned why. Goes without saying. And Abigail Roach. I'd like to see her back up. Maybe get another hat trick or, or, or a double. That'd be great. Um, what's your tip? As in, who are you tipping to win and the score line? So I've got 22-10 to Jilla Roos. I've got the Jillas by 20, 44 to 24. 44 to 24. That's yeah. a big scoreline. Right, it's a big scoreline, but it's also a big score in general as well. That's 68 points. 
Yeah, well, let's hope they can put on six eight points. That'd be good to watch. I reckon they could. Um, our men's matches. We've got Australia versus New Zealand and PNG against Fiji. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll go the Oz versus NZ. Who's your three players to watch for Australia? Kangaroo? So I've got Harry Grant, um, again, another Melbourne player that I somehow like. Um, mm-hmm. Coming off the bench, I love... Player. He has the ability to literally shift the momentum of the game when he comes oh, off the bench. Absolutely. So, like, I just love him, how he plays in that position. Um, so I'm super excited to see him. Um, Cherry Evans, also Queenslander, um, but... When these players, um, I've got three Queenslanders, um, but uh-huh. when these players put on the Kangaroos jersey, um, I love them nonetheless. I think um, I know who the other one is. I'll wait for you to say it, though. Terry Evans, um, yeah, I think, as we spoke about last week, he just has that ability to go to that next level. He really steps up for representative staff, so absolutely, um, respect to him. Um, and my third one is Pat Carrigan, just because, Knew it. Just because. he's the love of my life, and um, I'm just keen to see him. Yep. Um, regardless of what he's doing, I'm just keen to see him. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. So I've got uh, three, obviously, but two of which are additions to the club, to the side. They haven't been playing so far. We've got Jake Trebojevic. He makes yes, a comeback I did in the starting that. lineup. We, we love up. him. We <laughs> love him. He's probably the only New South Wales blue that gets origin at the moment. So absolutely he massive. He gets it. He gets ma- it. <laughs> massive in for that. Valentine Holmes. Yes. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a touchy topic but we'll talk about that in particular later on in the episode but for now I just think he's gonna explode on the field he's he'll be itching to play itching to prove himself um yeah. and Especially I think that, that can, things that have been said exactly and I think that can just add to his you know um burning fire to win yeah. and Patrick Carrigan is the other person I've got literally just because of how much you love him um <laughs> My New Zealand three to watch, uh, Jermaine Azarko, obvious reasons, last weekend. Kieran Foran, because he has such a good head on his shoulders and really helped direct the team on field last weekend. And Joseph Tarpane. Who's your three NZ Kiwis to watch? Nice. No, so I had Jerome Hughes again, just because I'm just keen to see him yep. go again. Um, I had Matthew Timiko from okay. Cambridge. Yep. Um, he made a run last week. That was just insane. Um and also Jermaine Sarko. They've got, so, like, we've got speed, but they've also got a lot of speed. Yeah, um, they've got a lot of edge speed, I find. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's dangerous for us. What's My your tip score was one? Yeah, tip. 16, 14. Okay, I've gone a little bit more confident in the in the Kangaroos. I've gone Australia by 12, 32, 20. 32, 20. Yeah, mine was obviously ours to win, but... Interesting. Our score lines are very different this week, so we'll see. Yeah, and then we've got PNG Cummels against Fiji Bati. Yeah. Um, rounding it out until the final. Who are your three PNG to watch? So I had um big, big Brad Dan Russell um playing mm-hmm. in the second row. He was at Tigers when I was there. Um, and yeah, he is a beast. I had Alex Johnson at number one just because he. Goes yeah, he um, also has that ability to step up. And I had Lachlan Lamb at okay. seven. Like we've yeah. got three very different players for this one. My first one is Nana McDonald. Obviously, four tries in the last game. A wonderful effort. Valentine Richard, I was singing his praises last game, and I will sing his praises. Keep an eye for him. And another one, an inclusion he didn't play this past weekend, Reese Martin. 
He yes, starts I've up in the that. second row. He is a weapon of a goal yeah. kicker. Um, and also even better in the second row. So keep an eye out for him. That's my three for PNG. And who's your three for Fiji? There's all these so, rhyming with threes and Gs. and. and... <laughs> I had Kurt Donahue at number six. I've got him um, as well. So when I was at, um, I was watching the semi-final um, t- Brisbane Tigers versus, um, who did he play for? Um, was it SP PNG Hunters? Or a different team? No, um, oh, I don't know what team he played for. Yeah. There was someone from up north. Um, yeah. I can't remember the game, but uh, he was like... Was the Cutters? Yes, Cutters. Yep. Yep. Um, and he was like brain exploding on the field. Like he was so mad. And I was like, who is that player? Um, the passion he because, had. Yeah, he just had so much passion. He was so angry. Um, and then, yeah, when I seen him in the team, I was like, oh, cool. And then watched him play and he just had that Oh, same. he was so good. Yeah, so I had him. Um, had Jareen Bullock in number one. Um and then the captain, Kama Kamika, um, yeah, he was insane in the last game. We're keen to see if he can back up his runs and tackles. Okay, Hopefully well, he doesn't have to make as many tackles. Yes, true. Well, I've got only one of those is the same as you, which is Kurt Donahue. I have Michaeli Revalawa. He had a pretty all right game on the weekend, and I think he'll go even better this weekend. And another inclusion, another Leeds Rhino, uh, King Vuni Yayawa. Well, he's actually currently at Sulphur, but he was at Leeds, formerly of the Warriors during the COVID period. Um, yeah. Friend of the podcast, you could say, because he and I conversate pretty pretty frequently. Lovely guy. I think he'll do really well. He's a very proud Fijian, and, you know, they'll get the chocolates, I think. Um, what's your score prediction? Oh, I didn't even put one. Um, uh, score prediction. I'm going to go PG. Yep. Um, I'm going to go 28... 16. Okay. I've gone PNG, 40 to 24. 40 to 24. You know what's interesting? We actually haven't um, picked against each other yet. Oh, I said PNG and you said Fiji. Yeah, that's the first time. Oh, that actually oh yeah. Each other. Oh, this will be interesting next week yeah. and or next week to see how that goes. <laughs> Hopefully there's not another 50 nil scoreline because that'll blow oh, us out. Absolutely not. Um, well, I hope not at least. And that brings us into the final segment, and that's sporting news. Um, just a bit of news that's been going on in the world of other sports or the same sport. First of all, Manchester United legend Sir Bobby Charlton has passed away. Um, unfortunate, and our you know thoughts and all that go towards him and his family and, and United. However, um, I will post a video here in the square between us um, of Manchester City fans literally singing Bobby's in a box, in a box, literally at a Manchester United game. I was, I couldn't help myself from giggle, but it was just so disrespectful. Um, but that proves how brutal the chants are in England compared to others. I mean, I'm dark, but that's, that's yeah, very like, dark. Like, like there's, there's grim and then there's dark and they jumped mm-hmm. over that, that um, line. And PNG inching closer to an NRL team that I believe they don't, Not that they don't deserve it, but they are not ready for an NRL team. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, they have a Q Cup team. They do. Um, they don't have the pathways. A lot of players that are in the NRL from that you know, um, Olam, Xavier Coates, uh, Jack DeBellin, and all that, but the ones who came directly from PNG, David Mead, all had to come to Australia. 
and play in other teams, not the hunters in the Q Cup to play in the NRL. So yeah, until but they I have mean, that, they wouldn't. They would have like other players. They wouldn't have all PNG players, obviously. Like the no, and th- that also brings up another topic. So maybe with, that could start a pathway for them. True, but again, with that with that in mind, PNG is a not entirely, but a majority, almost third world country. If you're signing a marquee player example, like say Cameron Munster or someone like that for two to three years, they're not going to buy a house. They're not going to rent. They're not going to take their family over. And not just that, but um, we saw how that affected the Warriors when they were over in Australia for two to three years. But also living in a hotel is probably the only other option for two to three years is no, no quality. They would life. have to do like one year signings or something. Yeah. it's I'm, There's a lot of, logistical things about it um absolutely i just think almost have to make like a a village or something like yeah, a, like a player's village like player's sort of village thing. but then like you're living there for that long exactly like don't get me wrong png definitely deserve an nrl team i just don't think it's they're a, ready logistical for there's a lot of things to because with the png hunters those players are all from PNG, correct? Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure, like a good, like all but one or two sort of thing. They wouldn't really sign like a huge number of people from here. It wouldn't be desirable for like players here to be like, oh, I want to get, no. I want to sign. They'd probably play. They'd probably buy one or two marquee players for the spine sort of thing. But yeah, yeah um, but in, in saying that, they definitely deserve a team. I just don't think yeah. they're ready for a team. They will be ready for the next. Because they're wanting to get, to, I think it's nineteen or twenty teams in general. So I yeah. think the next um, bid, they'll absolutely be ready for it, but just not this one. And I'm not saying WA deserve a team. I just don't think um, PNG is ready. South yeah. Africa Springboks play the New Zealand All Blacks in the Rugby World Cup final, and oh, the the last World Cup winners Springboks up against the winners before that New Zealand All Blacks. It's got the stuff of legends ready to go it's on sunday uh, morning or night i think it's morning our time i'm keen for it i don't really follow um rugby but i'm gonna get this video up that i did see mm-hmm. um and was it of that player that defused the conversion attempt it was no it was something to do with um oh, i can't find it but it was like the springboard players in training and um Let's just say I almost was close to giving Patty Carrigan the flick for a second. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll I'll find it and send it to you. Yep, and and I'll pop it up here for anyone who wants some eye candy. Um, yeah, and we've got two more topics. Sean Johnson does and did the Eden Park roof climb, which I think is cool. You know all that, and he would have had this planned months in advance because obviously NRL season. Um, but during the women's game, obviously stole the show for the last few minutes of the game and the cameras panned to him while there was women's game going on. Yeah, what was with that? They just saw Sean Johnson on the fucking roof and decided, yeah, let's pan to Sean Johnson while there's a game going on on the field, which, you know, he probably didn't want that limelight. And yeah, I, I think that's a big L from Channel 9 and so disrespectful to the women's game that was being played at the time. Granted, yeah, there was about two or three minutes left in the game. It's still not on in my opinion and you know do better channel nine um, yeah 100% and the last one is the biggest one of the of the news a shit the bed moment from the Warriors Josh Curran has signed with the Bulldogs with immediate effect as of yesterday and on the NRL website he's already in his Bulldogs gear at Belmore um after just two months ish ago telling the Warriors fans he's staying um 
but then again at that time two months ago he could have been telling the truth he could have as far as he knew at the time been yep i'm staying at the warriors cool or good or gravy um but apparently he was told last week by the warriors he's free to look elsewhere and he did he is at belmore i think it was a two or three year deal that he signed and that in my opinion people sure they bought um the Bulldogs bought Stephen Crichton and all that, but I think Josh Curran is the signing of the off-season for the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, that's crazy. What, like... what did they do? Like, what, like, unless they've got the best lock signed or ready for them, like to coming to New Zealand Warriors, that is a shit-the-bed moment if ever I saw one, and they almost, almost don't make finals without Josh Curran, in my opinion, next season. Yeah, I mean... Going on that as well, um, into the women's game, Ja'Kaya Whitfield signed three years with the Cowboys. Yes, she which did. Which is That's like incredible. It's an it's almost the same thing because like she was standout for the Tigers, and it's like okay, now she's going to sign three years with the Cowboys, which is a huge signing for them. But it's like, why would you let her go? Well, I mean, the Tigers' history in general has been proven that they've let talent go, like Tedesco's. Well, like they st- they only started this season, right? I know. Yeah. Do you think that they would not want to try and hold her there? Like, I mean, obviously, we don't know the logistics of it all, the conversations, but but it is a shit the bed moment by the Tigers for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like what? Like, don't get me wrong. Josh Curran is a good player, um, but how do the Warriors let him go? There's there's surely more to this. I don't have any words. Neither do I. There's surely more to this story because he is. It could have been like a family thing. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it was, you know, because he is Aussie. He's not Kiwi. So maybe he was, you know, homesick or something like that because. Yeah, like it could have been anything. Like I'm pretty sure he has a partner too. So it could have been something to do with her or her work. Surely it's more extenuating circumstances because, you know, absolute shit the bed moment. Without Curran, they struggle i think to make finals next year i mean we'll see if they can who they're gonna sign to take his place yeah fuck the wires for this week at least up the wires every other week but fuck them this week for getting you yeah. know shitting the bed um hopefully we yeah. have some news next week as to who they have signed to replace him because looking grim honestly yeah, looking grim um looking do you have any closing do you have any closing notes or statements that you want to say or bring up um, I'd just like to say up the Malta Dames um, for Saturday. <laughs> and the Malta Knights up the up the Maltese. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, let's stop recording.